My name is Chris Bett and welcome to another episode of Two Defeats from a Crisis on Saturday at 3. On this episode, myself and the guys will be looking back at Rangers' 2-2 draw with PSV at Ibrox in the Champions League playoff and we'll be looking ahead at this weekend's game against Ross County and Dingwall. Joining me to go through this is, first of all, Eddie. Eddie, how are you doing, mate? Evening. I'm not bad, thanks, mate. Um, and joining Eddie and I is Kenny. Kenny, how are you, mate? I'm great, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm a lot better uh, than I have been recently, um, both with my uh, immediate health and, of course, with Angels. Uh, things are starting to look a wee bit brighter, that's for sure. Um, so, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the, the game um, on Tuesday, uh, straight away, obviously, PSV at home, 2-2 two, two draw. Um, just before we get into, obviously, the team lineup and the events of the match, the, the big news before the game um, started was there was two changes to Rangers' European squad. Um, Red Van Yilmaz and Yanis Hadji, they were out. Yilmaz still got an injury. Hadji, I think him calling out Michael Beale a little bit. I don't know if we want to go as far as saying it was a call out, but it's certainly um, the manager s- certainly bared his teeth a little bit there um, by ruthlessly dropping Hadji. And in came Ben Davis and Rabi Matondo. So the Rabi Matondo one, I think, um, I mean, we've all seen it. He's had a good week, so he probably has earned that. I think that's kind of where we're at as a club at the moment. Players that have a good week probably are um, chatting on the door to, to start. So with that being said, Kenny, uh, Haji, everybody was kind of raving about his 25-minute cameo against Morton. Um I was in the one room to be to be honest with you. I, I, I've I've never been a big fan of Yanis Hadji, um, even when he was fully fit and all firing. And since he's come back, he's just not been um, he's not been anywhere near it. So I'm surprised he was even in the initial squad. But do do you see um, that as Michael Beale being ruthless and working him out the door? And the flip side of that, Kenny, can he feel hard done by? Because as I said, they really did. Um, put on a, a, a one of the better performances last weekend. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he can feel hard done by. To be honest, I, I actually think he's uh, for all that he had a decent twenty minutes against Morton. I, I think he's he looks off the pace in general, doesn't he? Um, look, I, I like Yanis Hadji as a player. I, I think he's technically a superb player. I think his lack of pace lets him down. I, I think. Being honest, I, I think Michael Beale probably has looked at it. He's got all the data sitting in front of him, and he did mention it uh, when he was talking about the naming of the squad and saying that he's not there. You know, the data that he has, it, I don't know what it's showing up, obviously, but it, it must be showing up something that he's not quite at it. Um, oddly enough, somebody said to me today that the thing that might well be Yanis Hadji's problem is that for all that he was talking and moaning about how he um, hasn't missed a training session and whatnot, somebody actually said to me that today that he, he apparently he's just Mr. Steady in training. He doesn't do anything out of the ordinary. He doesn't. He's not bad. He's not good. He just turns up and he trains and that's what he does. Um, and that might be standing against him, actually. Um, you, you need to show stuff. You need to show your manager that you can... Um, that you can make a proper impact on this team. Um, I, I've got to be honest and say that I do think since he's come back from his injury, he has looked well off it. Um, he is competing with uh, to, uh, Todd Cantwell and 
Sam Lammers and I suppose Tom Lawrence as well for that kind of position. And to be honest and frank about it, I think he would be the fourth choice there, wouldn't he? Really, he certainly would be for me. Uh, so, no, I don't think the manager's got much to answer on it, to be honest. I think his decisions have been vindicated with the result. Yeah, and obviously with Haji, he's one of the one of the players that we probably could sell, uh, make a fairly decent amount of money on um, and not miss. So I'm kind of all for, and I have been for quite a while now, I'm kind of all for Haji departing. I just don't think he's anywhere near good enough anymore. Um, the injuries set him back and the level of player that we have in that position, especially if we can get Tom Lawrence up and running, and he's never dislodging Todd, uh, Todd Cantwell. Um, yeah, we, we can easily uh, do without Yanis Hadji. Um, Eddie, I know you were pretty much delighted to see uh, Matondo in the European squad. Um, he came in in place of Hadji because obviously Ben Davis um, came in in place of Ridvan Yoma. So uh, a couple of, couple of uh, tidbits on that, Eddie. <laughs> I get the narrative you're pushing there with saying I was delighted that Matondo was in. Let's um, let's just be honest. Matondo, I would love to see succeed. I uh, hope he has a fantastic Rangers career because ultimately I want every Rangers player to have a fantastic Rangers career. But when Matondo was added to the squad, I was a little bit like, oh, I, I don't know about that. A little cameo against Livingston and a game against Greenock Morton. I'm not sure if that warrants the, the inclusion. Um he proved me wrong, as we'll get to. But I, I am enjoying seeing this redemption arc, which again we'll probably get more into. Yeah, I'm sure we will. And um, we'll just come right into the team lineup then. Um, Adil, stay with you. Butland, Tavernier, Suter, Goldson, Barisic, uh, Sifuentes, Jack, Raskin, Cantwell, Seema, and Dessels. The only two there that were kind of up for debate was Abdullah Seema. Um, would it be him or would it be Matondo or would it be Lamels? And uh, Cyril Dessels, would it be him or would it be Daniel? Um, quite obviously, it was Seema and Dessels that went with. So, how did you feel seeing that team lineup? I'll, I'll be honest, uh, myself, I, I just it's, it's difficult to say if it's the right um, if it, if it was the right team lineup or not because we got quite a positive result. But when I seen it pre-match, I thought mm, I'm not sure about that. And then when the dust is settled post-match, you know, we're recording this a couple of days after the result. Um, I'm still not sure it was the right right team lineup because we very willingly conceded a lot of possession, which seemed to be the game plan. Um, whereas every time we attacked them, we scored. So it's I don't know, I don't know. I'm I'm still a bit kind of fifty fifty there. I'm sure we'll come we'll come on to what uh, Michael Beale's game plan is or maybe a lack thereof. But um, when I seen the, the team lineup, uh, it was I, I was a bit scratching my head. I just don't understand why we spent. Whatever it is, between three and five million on Danilo, and we're putting obviously Dessels, Dessels up there. With that being said, obviously Dessels had a, a fantastic game. So, Eddie Woodiano. So you've kind of stole what I was going to come in with, because I, I was going to say the two that I'm not, I wasn't sure of at the time was Dessers and and Sima. And here we sit two days later. Sima scored a cracker of a goal. Dessers played one of the best passes I've seen from a Rangers player in a long time to set up Matondo's goal and I'm still not sure it was the right decision to play the both of them um, I don't think Dessers had as good a game as, as you say there I don't think he had a bad game either I, I'm not slating him um, uh, I thought he was pretty average apart from that one pass but that pass leads to a, a goal um, a very important goal so I don't want to take that away from him Seema 
again, a fantastic goal, but actually for the rest of the time that he was on the pitch, would have preferred he wasn't on the pitch, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, I'm still not quite seeing it with him. And I think for me personally, Matondo needs to start coming in ahead of him, if I'm perfectly honest, on the current form. Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves and say that that's going to be the same uh, conclusion next week. But yeah, on the back of it, those two are the ones that were in question. And I'll give Dessers his due. He was, he was OK. Um, Seema, I still don't think, was the right choice. Kenny, so the first half an hour of the game, it was a pretty much dominant performance from PSV. However, they weren't really doing much with the ball in terms of penetrating Rangers, but they, they were very possession-based. They were winning most of the second balls. They showed that they had quite a good bit of physicality mixed with that techni- uh, technical ability. I wouldn't say it was a chasing. I wouldn't say we were chasing shadows, but they certainly were moving the ball quicker than we could get any positions. Um, that first half an hour, Suter Goldson, they stood up strong. I thought Cantwell was really good. Uh, was rather disappointed in Ryan Jack and Jose Cifuentes. Their job was quite clearly to cover the fullbacks, and they weren't doing it. Um, it's, it's not that they weren't doing it. They were just too slow in doing it. Um, with Jack... I'm more disappointed in Jack than I'm with Cifuentes. Jack's done that role for many years with Angels, so maybe this is a sign of the his legs are starting to go. Cifuentes, I can probably give a wee bit of grace to because I don't think he's used to a role like that. I think he's more of an attacking midfielder. Raskin was kind of on the pivot in front of the two, so he wasn't really his job wasn't really to cover the fullbacks. He was more there to cover the 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 two central defenders. Um, and then the aforementioned Abdullah Sima, boy, he was struggling big time, big time uh, before the goal. So the first half an hour, I was very, very worried. I actually thought to myself, this could be, this could be a two three nil or even a two nil three one. And obviously, credit to the Rangers that it wasn't that because we obviously came right into the game. But that first half an hour, kind of were you as concerned as I was? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I thought they were. Um, I, I just had flashbacks to last season. I thought they were better on the ball than we were last year as well. I think what you're talking about with, with Jack and Sifuentes, I was actually more disappointed in Sifuentes at the time uh, because I thought he was just stuck in no man's land an awful lot of time and leaving Jack to cover a big, big space. Um, looking at it with hindsight, I think um, the shape wasn't quite right. I think Raskin was supposed to come over and help Barisic slightly. Uh, Seema was certainly supposed to be helping Barisic and didn't. Um, look, it's very, it's difficult to sit and criticise too much because I actually thought over the piece, uh, having watched it uh, on the telly again now, I, I, I think we're actually we were actually quite decent off the ball in shutting down the spaces. Um, but they didn't create too much. Chris, that that that's that's the only thing I would say that for all they had an awful lot of the ball. PSV they didn't. They didn't actually create an awful lot. Um, look, I, I thought about this today. You know, the, the, if you actually look through that starting eleven and look at the, the sheer number of them that have never played at that level ever, it was quite uh, an eye opener when I look back. Look at the team sheet. Um, that that's probably the best side uh, in PSV Eindhoven that a lot of those players have ever played. Um, it's kind of weird that that you you think. You know, we'll wait if we if we get through. Wait, wait till you see what it's going to be like. Um, but the first half hour in general, yeah, it was. Um, 
Again, as I say, having looked back on it, Chris, I've got to be honest, I think off the ball we're actually not quite as bad as I thought we were. Uh, it was more on the ball, and you mentioned Dessers. Dessers was just sitting um, isol- totally isolated. He was in no man's land, and I think that's partly because Seema was, for want of a better way of putting it, and I don't want to be hypercritical of the kid, but he was almost like running about like a headless chicken. He, he wasn't keeping a position at all. Uh, he was on the left, he was on the right, he was through the middle. He was one of those things when you're playing a team that's technically better than you, Chris, that you, they're going to have a lot more of the ball. Um, I thought we actually did OK uh, without the ball. It was more on the ball that I had an issue with, Chris. Yeah, um, Rangers did start to come in to come, in, uh, come into the game a wee bit after the half an hour mark. We, we started kind of using the ball a wee bit better. Um, we, we started getting ourselves into positions. There was obviously a few frustrating moments as well. Um, none more so than... Um, and, and, and listen, Eddie, we've already had a, a bipolar winger who looks as if he's never seen... I, I should say wide man, no winger. Um, so we've already had a, a bipolar wide man who looks as if he's never seen a football in his life before, um, making crazily stupid decisions. And then the next minute he scores a world-class goal in fashion Sakala. He's left the club. And yet we seem to have replaced him with one of a similar ilk because about five, ten minutes before Seema gets the goal we're about to come to, the ball comes into the box and breaks to Seema Um and he's got a chance to take the ball down and possibly square it or take a shot on the goalkeeper. And he shadows the ball out because it's taking a deflection. And he shadows the ball out for a corner. And that just summed up his evening to that point. It was absolutely ridiculous decision-making. Um, we'll never understand that. And then you're talking five, ten minutes later, Eddie. Uh, Rangers, um, Rangers press uh, the PSV back line because the ball's at the goalkeeper. Dessers obviously steals the ball, plays the ball back, and Abdullah Seema scores what can only be described as a world class goal. And I genuinely am not um, overestimating that. I'm, I'm probably doing a disservice. It was probably better than world class if that's such a thing. It was an absolute peach of a goal. Um, and it came from nowhere. It came from nowhere in terms of Seema's performance. It came from nowhere in terms of Rangers' performance. It was absolutely, I have to say, it was absolutely against the run of play. Um, but you know what? You, you, you take those breaks, and that's exactly. Sometimes that's exactly how you need to play in Europe when you're up against a, a, a technically better outfit and you, you, you have to take those chances when they're, when they're presented to you. And it probably was when just for shot and target. It was, a, it was the first goal of the game. Um, Eddie, of course, I missed it. I went for my kind of um, customary halftime um, cigarette and I, and I missed the goal. So uh, maybe there was something in that as well. But it was, it was a sensational goal. But up to that point... If, Rangers were getting better, but Seema was getting worse, and then that, that comes from nowhere. It's, football can just it can be a crazy game sometimes, but um, yeah, I would rather Seema done more of that than uh, and less of what he was doing up to that point. Yeah, I was incredibly annoyed when he when he shadowed that ball out for the corner, and I've completely forgot about it until you've brought it back up there, and now I'm annoyed all over again. I forgot how stupid a decision that was. But um, you're right, you made up for it not long after with one of the best goals I've seen um, at Ibrox in a long, long time. It was absolutely super. Um, do you know what it is? For all we're commenting on the fact that we weren't in the game, uh, we 
did end up with two absolute superb goals. Um, and this one, for the individual technique, just to score it was was brilliant. Um, so obviously he does have some ability in there. It's just, is Michael Beale the man that can unlock that on a bit more of a um, consistent basis? Because so far, that goal aside, I'm not really seeing much. I think your, your comparison to Sakala is a bit unfair on Sakala. Um he would make some wild decisions, but he was a bit more consistent with the, the good aspects of his game as well. Whereas um, we're early doors, so I don't want to over-egg it. But for me, Seamus got a lot to lot to prove still. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it was it was, um, it was was the old kind of... Rangers in knockout football, and uh, in, in European knockout football. Kenny, I'll come to you for this. Walter Smith-like. Aye, pretty much I Walter Smith-like. But it's certainly the modern Rangers... Um, when it comes to a knockout tie at Ibrox, we get all the breaks. And I'm not, I'm not talking about lucky breaks. I'm not talking about penalties, offside decisions, or, or, or you know, red cards, uh, yellow cards that should have been red cards, and and the opposition make mistakes. I'm talking about teams, good teams, and and I'm I, again re-emphasising. Um, I'm not talking about the Champions League group stages. I'm talking about knockout ties. Um, we've lost two knockout ties at Ibrox in the last, what is it, three, maybe four years. Um, Malmo and Leverkusen, that's it. A lot of big teams have came to Ibrox and they've been unable to uh, do one on us, um, which is quite a sensational record. And, and here we were again, not at our best, playing a, a team that probably are technically better than us. And yet, we've absolutely sucked that ball into the net, albeit I'm doing a wee bit of a disservice to Seamus' technic, um, technique that he used. But, but Kenny, the, the, these these players, uh, they're very early in their tenure here. And I think Tuesday night will stand them in good stead going forward for the season because they, they realised just how special a club that they're at now um, because that was a magical moment. I'm, I'm not trying to be kind of... A wee bit wanky about this. I'm, I'm talking more in terms of Ibrox done what Ibrox done, and and we go one up, and it, you know, did we deserve it? No, but sometimes, as I say, in European football, you need to take those breaks. Yeah, that's fair. But look, I don't think they particularly deserve to go in front either. For all the ball they had, they did absolutely zero with it, Chris. I think Jack Butland's made two saves in the first half. One was right down his throat, and the other one, he actually spilled a bit. Um, they didn't do much for all that ball. As I say, I thought we contained them really quite well. Um, I'll rephrase it better than I thought we did in the first half, if you know what I mean, having watched it back. Um, but yeah, I, I must admit, I think the one thing I would say about it with Seema is that he's going to be a bit, little bit of an enigma. As fashion walks out the door, Seema's walked in and he's, he's, he looks quite similar in terms of you have no idea what you're going to get with him. Somebody did point out to me, though, see the uh, the point where he let the ball go out for a corner? Mm-hmm. Somebody actually said to me that he, he had actually gave the boy a push. So if he did end with the ball, it would have been went to VAR and we wouldn't have got anything anyway. Uh, so it might have been actually a little bit of decent decision making, who knows, but um, I just thought I'd point that out because I didn't see it, I didn't notice at the time but somebody said to me, no, he actually gave the guy a wee shove and that, that's when he goes out for a corner and he just lets it go because he might well think, well if I score it's not going to stand um, don't know if that's the case or not just thought I'd point it out but look, Ibrox is a special place you know, in nights like this and you know, to get that kind of um, 
I don't know if you guys will recollect this, but I remember going to Hamden Park years and years ago um, and uh, David Robertson got sent off in about five minutes and we scored right on the stroke of half-time uh, against Celtic when it had been a backstair walk and the stuff. And strangely, it reminded me a little bit of that. Uh, at half-time, I, I couldn't quite believe we were winning, you know. But, um, look, these guys have got to bed in, Chris. They've got to, um, without trying to be too negative about it, there's a number of them are going to have to improve, and they're going to have to improve immediately, if you know what I mean. Um, particularly on the ball, that's, that, was, that would be my concern uh, with this team at the minute. We don't look... Uh, very co- cohesive at the minute. We don't look overly structured. We are still playing really narrow. And I do want to see us uh, express ourselves a bit more, be a bit more uh, uh, intuitive and um, adventurous on the ball because I think everybody's at times taking the safe option and we really can't do that. That's, that would be my take on what you're saying, Chris. Yeah, no. Um, as I say, I'm, I'm sure the discussion will lead to uh, Michael Beale's style of play in due course. Um, Eddie, uh, second half starts. Uh, Rangers pretty much start uh, the second half as the first half actually started quite, I would say, the word timid, maybe. Um, we, we seem to be a wee bit shy in making that that real colour pass, looking for that second goal. We looked as if we wanted to maybe sit in a wee bit and defend what we had and try and catch them in the break. Whereas I really felt they could have been got at, but we, we, we seem to be keeping a wee bit back, um, which is fine. I mean, it's, it's all good well having hindsight saying this kind of thing, but um, I felt that at the time, I just felt as if we were lacking that wee bit of cutting edge that we quite clearly could um, muster up, but it, it just, as I say, I just felt as if we're holding back a wee bit. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll caveat that by saying we, we were working extremely hard off the wall, but that's because we were having to. That was obviously the game plan. Um, and then PSV absolutely caught his open down the left hand side, the Rangers' right hand side. Um, Tav gets out to the man too slow, the ball comes in, it misses the two centre halves completely, takes him right out of the game. Um, Barisic is left isolated again. Um, there's no there's no cover from the midfield, and the 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 right winger for PSV passes the ball into the path of Sangari, and he really couldn't miss. It was um, it was it was it was a tapping uh, essentially. Um, but, well, actually, it was a wee bit harder on a tapping, but you, you get my gist. Um, it was it was an open goal almost. Um, so there was the equalising goal. Um, shot herself in the foot again. Defence still question marks over this defence. It's, it's it's the same defence as it's been for the last uh, five years, really. Uh, albeit obviously Suter, um, but it, it being the exception there. But for that ball to have been allowed to come in and essentially wipe out our centre halves going over to an isolated Borna Barisic who isn't great when, when he's faced up with a winger and I watched this back uh, the, the real disappointing thing for me is even at that point the goal could still be uh, prevented um, because when the, the PSV wide man plays the ball to Sangari Raskin's actually standing next to Sangari and then runs away from him to cover the, the defender and that's why Sangari's not got any pressure because Raskin um, basically walks away, runs away from him, which leaves him with no man on him. And when I seen that, I just 
that was a really, really frustrating point because that, that goal, even at that point, even where Barisic is isolated, it can actually be prevented. And for whatever re- reason, Raskin decided to try and cover his central defenders, even though the ball was back out wide. So why he done that, I'll never know. But um, I, 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 I might have just brought something up there that you, you probably couldn't remember. And then when you watch back, you'll be frustrated. But um, what, what was your thoughts on the goal? Do, do you see it as clear-cut as... I know I look at things quite differently from you. I look at what Rangers could have done better, but sometimes you just hold your hand up and say the opposition just made a, a very classy move. No, I think you're fair in your comment on um, Raskin leaving his man and, and choosing to go um, pick up another man. But I'm not going to be too harsh on that because Raskin's still a very young player and I think that'll come with experience, um, especially playing at the higher level in Europe that decision-making will start to come. And that's part, you know, if he was the perfect player who made the perfect decision all the time, um, at this stage in his career, he wouldn't be a Rangers, I'm afraid. And I don't think I'm being harsh saying that. So while I I do agree with that kind of analysis of that goal, I'm not going to hold it against him. Um, I do think it's pretty uh, poetic. There was Sangare that scored because he's the one that we were talking about before the match who... The last time we played PSV, when we came away, obviously we were expecting Veerman and Simmons to um, really blow us out of the water last time. And he, Sangare was the one that we spent the, the pod after the first time we played them last season talking about. So he did have to pop up and make his mark on the game again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's two and two for Sangare. Um, I think the, the, the disappointing thing for me is, um, going off on a bit of a tangent here, um, but when it comes to Sangare, PSV signed him for something crazy, like four million quid. Um and round about that time it was Gerard's second or third season. Um and we were crying out for a player like that. And there's no way at that point a player like Singari would have been out of our reach. But he is now and it's just there's, there's these players are in Europe like that and we just seem to be missing the boat because we're we're only dealing in certain markets and um Singari was just I remember that first game at Ibrox last year uh, under Gio. It was just Absolutely class. It wasn't as good this time around, don't get me wrong. He didn't impose himself in the game. But as you say, Diddy, it just had to be him that pops up with that goal. And and, and that's the difference. Um Singari kind of plays that pivot role that we like, you know, sitting in front of the midfield. I'm not saying we personally, I mean as in Rangers, um uh, Rangers management, they like that guy sitting in front of the, the defence, sorry, not the midfield. But the difference is Singari drives in the box, makes those late runs, and that's what the killer, um, that's what killed us here for, for that particular goal. Um, I have to say, Kenny, the, the response from Rangers was absolutely fantastic. We, we really started um, uh, turning the screw a wee bit. We, we started actually attacking them at this point. I don't know if that was just a case of we're just trying to get that, that goal to get back in the lead, or if Rangers were really trying to kind of maybe kill the game with maybe a, a, a further goal, you know, to try and get us in a better position going over to Eindhoven. But we really did start to impose ourselves in the game. And it was the first time in the whole game that we had quite a dominant spell, which was after PSV's equaliser. And um, obviously Rangers made a few subs as well. Seema was withdrawn for Matondo and uh, Lundstrom came on for Jack. Um in the 76th minute, the ball breaks, um, there's a counter-attack on, and Sifuentes plays the ball over a PSV's player's head into the path of Cantwell, and Cantwell takes a, a deliberate heavy touch in order to create a bit of space for himself, 
Um, and it was a fantastic but uh, play by by Cantwell. Um, that that heavy touch brings him right into midfield because uh, that's where the space is. He's got away from two PSV players. The game's opened up. He passes to Serial uh, Dessers outright. Dessers he quite clearly doesn't have the pace to to um, attack the PSV backline. Now if the, if that's Danilo Danilo's attacking that back line, he's running with the ball. Um, but Dessers he realizes his limitations a little bit. I think. And with limitation comes um, the, the his strong suit, and his strong suit is he sees the pass and he executes the pass. Eddie referred to um, at the start of the pod, inch perfect ball right to the foot of Rabi Matondo. The ball curled right round the back line of PSV, and Matondo slots home with a first time finish. Um, it was a sensational goal. Um, will be one of the best goals scored that Ibrox this season. From the from the wee flick over because nobody's talking about us um, with Cifuentes. Cifuentes showed great composure with the wee flick over the PSV player. That fantastic touch by Cantwell just to open up the whole pitch and then Cantwell picking out Dessers. Dessers with inch perfect ball to Matondo and even the finish with Matondo um, is high calibre because it's a first time finish drilled in to the keeper's left hand side. Um, and at this point in the 76th minute, you're thinking right. If we don't get a, if we don't get a third, we surely will hang on and, and get the win, and we'll come to obviously what eventually happened. But just on the go itself, Kenny, tremendous. Yeah, and you, you're forgetting one thing that that it all starts from a tremendous block from Connor Goldson as well, um, yeah. and that that's not getting talked about enough actually because it's a brilliant block and Connor Goldson had a tremendous game. But you're right, nobody's talking about the wee flick from Sifuentes either who takes one of the, the players out of the game. Uh, Todd Cantwell does what Todd Cantwell does, doesn't he? He's just, he's got a, an imagination and a creativity that um, we have been crying out for. He's he's just by miles our best player, I've got to be honest. Um, great be passed through to Dessers. I thought Dessers, I think everybody did, was offside. Uh, but that the way he uh, checks his run, and corrects his feet. I don't know if you noticed that. And then arcs that ball round. It is a genuine thing of beauty. That pass. That you'll not see a better pass. I think in in European football all season. And I'm not joking. If that's De Bruyne or whoever scoring that goal, that that's just getting highlighted uh, on loop on Sky Sports News. Honestly, it's ridiculously good. Uh, and fair play to young Rabi Matondo because. He's got all the time in the world to think about it because he knows it's coming to him. He can see, if you know what I mean, he can see it's arcing round and the, the defender's never getting there. Um, and it's a brilliant finish. First time, bang, keeper's not got a chance. And honestly, you'll, you, the, the, it is, and you'll, you'll not hear me see this, say this very often, but that's a 10 out of 10 goal. It is absolutely top draw. Uh, and as I say, I don't think you'll see much better goals anywhere in Europe all season, Chris. I really don't. It's brilliant from start to finish. Absolutely. I, I actually don't disagree. It was a fantastic goal. Um, an absolutely fantastic goal. Um, and uh, unfortunately, it only lasted four minutes. PSV come at us again. It was a bit of a basketball game at this point because really the last 15 minutes of this game, it was end-to-end. Rangers actually were unleashed, uh, one for a better word, Um because even after PSV get the equaliser, Rangers are just attacking, 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 and PSV were catching us in the break at times. But um, PSV work a corner, um, ball comes in, look to Young, 
knows absolutely nothing about this, by the way. I've seen I've seen the replay. Um, I think it was uh, yesterday that I watched the highlights for the first time. And, and De Jong, it was, a, it was such a fluky goal, this. Um, yeah, he, he goes to attack it, but he, he literally turns his head and hits the back of him. And um, it's in the back of the net. And Eddie, uh, listen, you just have to call it for what it is. It's the same. We've seen goals like this far too often over the last couple of years. It's weak, it's soft, it's 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 really rather pathetic to be honest. It, it's we should be dealing with that. We should be dealing with that. It's as simple as that. There was no quality in that ball. There was no quality in the play from De Jong. It was just weak uh, from Rangers. Um, and yeah, I actually agree with Kenny. I think Conor Goldson was man in the match and I don't think it was Conor Goldson that picked up the, uh, this player. I actually think it was John Suter. Um, Suter's quality is obviously that that's no that's not something where it's a strong suit of John Suter actually because he's, he's been caught with that a few times. I mean, I might be doing him a disservice. I'm pretty sure it was Suter because it was quite hard to tell. But um, whoever it was, it, it was collective. It was weak. It was soft. Nobody taking command. Nobody taking charge. Nobody attacking the ball. That was a first contact clearance. It really was because the ball, as I said, it wasn't great. Rangers get contact to that. The ball's clear. Um, and yeah, it's in the back of net and it's two two. And the reason I've been so harsh uh, with this particular goal, despite the fact it was a good result, despite the fact it was a fairly decent performance, is PSV didn't need to absolutely rip us open to get this goal and show immense quality. It was a high ball in the box, and it was a the, the ball bounced off their six foot four lump of wood, and it's in the back of the net. Just shouldn't be happening. Yeah, and I get what you're saying about we've conceded this goal a number of times, but I find it hard to kind of blame the team if I'm honest because you're right De Jong knows nothing about that ball it basically what happens is it, it hits his shoulder the back of his shoulder as he's kind of turning uh, that's just a, a complete and utter fluke of a goal and these things unfortunately happen there'll be many a game we'll get a rub of the green I mean look at was it Desser's goal against Servette where it just kind of hits off him and goes in it's balls eh? yeah well I didn't want to say that part but yeah like it happens, you know, the better a team you are, the more likely you are to get these kind of goals happen because you're creating the chances where these things do happen. And um, I, I find it hard to blame the team, if I'm perfectly honest. Even watching it back there, it is Suter whose man um, De Jong was, but I don't think he massively does anything wrong as such. He's He's gone a bit ahead of De Jong to try and attack the ball and it's just the way the ball's fallen into the box, it's off his shoulder and gone in. Kenny, you want to come on you? Yeah, it was John Suter, but I'll tell you that I, I've watched the, the, the game back and I, and I kind of watched that over and over again because I'm very similar to you, Chris. I'm kind of fed up watching us lose. Uh, liter- literally, I bought a, a corner into the box in, in European nights. Uh, if you get four or five of them, the, you know, the, the, the opposition's going to take one. Uh, it's guaranteed they'll get a free header somewhere. But what I will say is De Jong actually... And it's not a foul, so I don't think I'm sitting saying it is. But what De Jong does is he actually puts his forearm right through John Suter's head and just puts him off balance. Uh, and he's slightly off balance as well, and that's why it hits his head. Um, if it if it went to VAR, it might not have stood oddly, oddly but it didn't. So, And I don't think it's a foul either. I, I, I think it's just that physical contact you get in the box. But... I did notice that, that there is a kind of literal forearm from De Jong into John Suter's head, which knocks him off balance, which kind of pushes his head down, which means that it goes past him, if you know what I mean. That was 
Just an observation on it, Chris, that was all. Yeah, it's, I get what you're saying, but it's still soft. Um, I, I really, really like it. It absolutely is soft. It's a really soft goal, Chris. Uh-huh. I, I really, really like it. I'm a, such a big fan of him, but I've kind of just came to uh, the conclusion that although he is better than Ben Davis, he's probably not that more commanding than Ben Davis. I, I think he is. I've also slightly more commanding than Ben Davis, but um, he's not your commanding big presence that you would actually look at him and go, ah, he, he'll be dominant in area. He actually isn't. Um, Suter is all about ball on the, ball on the ground, um, and he, he, he is a phenomenal football player. Very, very classy, but I do get nervous when we're relying on him to be that kind of siege defender. Um, and it just shows you the ignorance of the Rangers supporters because... A lot of the Rangers supporters were telling us that that's what we were getting with John Suter. We're getting a siege defender who would just knock everything away, um, you know, all day, because that's what he loves. Uh, utter rubbish. That he's, he's nothing like that at all. Um, he's a far, far better footballer than that. Um, absolutely, he's a far better footballer than that. That's his problem, uh, Kenny. I don't know if you agree, but John Suter's just a football player. He's, he's no, he's not going to be your typical run-of-the-mill jobber Scottish Premier Premiership player who uh, Premiership defender who just head balls all day. That's not his game. No, it's not. And uh, we have a little bit of a dilemma because I, I, I've been banging on about this, uh, not on here, but in ordinary life, if you like, um, that I've noticed that he's making all of his mistakes when he's playing on the left-hand side of the centre-halves and not on the right-hand side. I just think it's a wee bit unnatural for him and it's taken him, uh, well, I'm going to say it actually, it's a wee bit too long for him to get used to that position. Uh, but he's getting caught under the ball, uh, which he did again for that to, to a certain degree. Same with Servette, same with Kilmarnock. Um, he's getting caught under the ball a little bit and I don't know if it is just because he is playing out of position or if it's a wee flaw in his game. I, I'm not going to pretend, although I, I've watched his, watched the boy play many, many a time, I'm not going to pretend to be any kind of expert on him, but um, I don't know if it's a wee flaw in his game or not, as I say, but... Um, yeah, it's a wee bit of a concern, Chris. The 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 one thing that I would say, um, I totally agree with you, is that he's a he's a football player. He's not. He doesn't look as if he's going to be great in the air at all, actually. Um, but he is much more of a physical presence than Ben Davis, to be to be fair. And that's no disrespect. He is. He's a much more physical kind of. He's got much more physical standing, if you like. Um, I think that's a, that's the two that I would be going with. If we happen to bring a left uh, centre half in, uh, he's going to have to be a decent player to take John Suter out of the team. That's what I'm saying. And at this minute in time, with all the players we've been linked with all summer, I'm not convinced any of them are going to be any better. And to me, you're, you're looking at having to go and sign a five, six million pound centre half to get John Suter out of the team, to be honest. And that's despite the mistakes that he's making, to be honest. But... Uh... A bit disrespectful to my favourite player that's never played for Rangers that I hope will be, uh, Jake Cooper. Um, I think I think if, if rumours are to be true, Kenny, I think he walks straight into the Rangers team, uh, unfortunately for John Suter, because he's everything that we need, left-sided centre defender. But I know you're not as big a fan as Jake Cooper, uh, Jake Cooper than me. Again, I'm just flinging that name out there. Cause that's can, can I tell you, Chris, I watch a lot of the Championship and he's one of the guys that I have barely seen and I keep hearing that he's a right good player, but I've hardly seen him at all. So I can't comment on him, but I'll take your word for it. 
no, I mean, if you barely heard of a, a defender either way, that's um, I would say that's a, a a pretty decent starting point because it shows you he doesn't make many mistakes. But as I say, it's just complete conjecture at this point because we really, you know, 24th August, we still don't know if we're even going to get another player in. But um, I certainly hope that we do bring another defender in, whether it is Cooper or not, because we certainly. Uh, we certainly need a, a central defender. That, that's that's for sure. Um, so the game finishes two-two. Eddie, uh, me personally, I'd probably take that. I would have probably taken that before the ball a ball was kicked, before the whistle went for the for the game to start. Um, left Ibrox a wee bit despondent, purely in the manner of of that conceded uh, um, equaliser. Uh, to make it 2-2. Um, the Bay Rangers finished the game really, really strong. Uh, had a few chances, had a penalty shout. <clears throat> there was uh, Matondo's just world-class Zidane-like volley at the end. You had the chance where Danilo really, I mean, at the time I thought that's, I wouldn't call it a setter, but I, I actually thought that's at least a half chance. And um, seeing it back, it's it's actually more than a half chance. That's a full chance. That's a chance. Um, there's only uh, there's only I think it was producer Andrew said that in the group chat there was only one place that Danilo could have hit that that PSV could have defended it, and he hit it exactly there. Um, whereas if he lifted that over, it's a goal, which is a bit concerning. But again, I'm not going to over overanalyze that. But um, it, he should have done better. I don't think that's too harsh to say. Um, as I said, Rangers really, really pushed for that one. We didn't get it. And um, Eddie, as much as it's a, a decent performance, I'm not going to go overboard here and say it was a fantastic performance. It's certainly a better performance than we've seen recently. But um, the result, I would say, on the night is good. But for the ramifications for the whole tie, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be too negative, but we have it all to do. For history to repeat itself... We're going to need the performance of all performance and we're going to need a huge, huge slice of luck because, let's be honest, and, 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 and let's not, let's not um, dress it up. They dominated us at Ibrox and I think that's part of the game plan anyway, so it's not a case of they were that much better than us. I think we allowed them to have the ball. They're going to do the same again over in Holland and we need these players to step up and be counted and not make these mistakes. Do I have faith that that's going to be the case? Probably less so this season than than than, than last season when we went to Eindhoven. But that being said, I expected nothing last season at Eindhoven as well. So I'm not completely writing off our chances. But I, I, at this point, we we are not the favourites to go through. But that's that's not me saying that we can't go through. So I'm sitting on the fence, Eddie. <laughs> Around the <about> way. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't think I think you're right. We're not the favourites to go through. But I, I personally, I think we're in a better position than I was anticipating being in going into the match, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, yeah, so like you, I would have taken a draw before the game. I actually said to my mate who I travel up to the game with, would you take a draw tonight? And in all honesty, the way we'd been playing coming into the game, uh, just snapped your hand off for a draw. The performance it wasn't outstanding, but it depends on what your game plan was. But if your game plan was to let them ha- control the game for 80 minutes of the 90, then it was outstanding, I guess. But... Um, for me, at this current moment in time, I'm not massively concerned about the performance. I, I want to see a good one, especially when we play teams like Greenock Morton, but and I'll be expecting one against Ross County. But when we come to play teams like PSV, I don't care what the performance is, so long as the result is a positive one. And I, I view that 2-2 as a positive. I think we can go to Eindhoven and at least try um, and get through. 
Whereas I, I thought going into the game, we might be going over at Eindhoven and it was potentially tie over, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, and I, I think one-off games where we have to get a result tend to suit us a bit more in um, currently. Um, certainly last season it would have. So, yeah, I, I'm pleased with the score and I'm looking forward to the return match. And I, I again, I wouldn't say confident, but I'm certainly not ruling out that we can advance to the next round. Or no. to the group stage, sorry. No, that's fair. Uh, Kenny, a couple of individual performances. You you mentioned Goldson, so um, again, I'll just agree. I thought Goldson probably was man of the match. I thought he was tremendous. Uh, actually, a real leader, um, uh, leadership performance, uh, I have to say. Um, I'm not going to pick on players who I thought were below par. Um, I, I, I just, to be honest, it's the same names. Uh, so read, in, read between the lines there. Um, i will pick in the players who I thought stood out for me. Um, so Jack Butland, uh, Kenny, how good is it to see a goalkeeper come and command that box and just take that ball out of the air with his two hands? He is signing in the summer for me. I said it again. This isn't me. I told you so. I'm just saying. Um, I'm. I, I knew he'd be brilliant. I had faith right from the minute he signed. Um, I knew he'd be the signing of the season, and he's turning out to be the signing of the season. Just. A, a, a brilliant, brilliant goalkeeper, and he's he now looks to be continuing that lineage of fantastic Rangers goalkeeper after fantastic Rangers goalkeeper. Yeah, totally agree. I actually said it on here a couple of times in the, during the summer that he will be an outstanding goalkeeper for us because he is an outstanding goalkeeper. Uh, he, the the best way I could put it is that he looks like a Rangers keeper right away. He, he just looks as if he's uh, designed to be there. Um, and, uh, you know, you talking about him coming out for crosses and, uh, you know, corner kicks and just clutching it out the air. The amount of times he's done it already, already but particularly, especially in that second half mm-hmm. um, uh, on Tuesday. That's Kenny, we really, really needed him to do it. At the, uh-huh. at the, he was doing it because it was taking the pressure right off his teammates. And you could see that even the crowd, you could feel it in the crowd, you know, it was a relax, you know, it was great, it was absolutely brilliant to see uh, a, a goalkeeper that commands not just his six-yard box, he, he's coming out, and he's coming out eight, nine, ten yards, I'm having that, that's mine. Uh, it, it's brilliant, actually, and it shows you what, with all respect to previous goalkeepers, as we know, it shows you what we've been missing, actually, but, you know, week in, week out, when you see you know, that being part of his natural game uh, and just the leadership qualities he's got as well. I've noticed that a few times. I don't know if you've noticed it, but Tav is out and about shouting and bawling at folk. And before he's turned right back fully, Jack Butlin's shouting and bawling at him as well. It's great to see. So th- there's a leader in there as well, Chris. That's that's what I would, you know, add to that. He's He's been a tremendous signing for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Rabbi Matondo continues his um, brilliant run of form, uh, brilliant recent run of form. Um, well, Kenny, I'll ask you, has he turned that around? Me? No, not yet, no. Um, no, he, he can't have. He's, he, but, he, he, everybody was losing their mind, it was just me, but no. Um, no, he's, he's had a good, he's had a decent start to the season, Chris, but, um, you know, and... I'm delighted for the boy, actually. To get that goal, uh, it must have been some buzz for him. You know, you've got to be honest, that must be some buzz for a kid that's really struggled like that uh, to get his chance, come in, do so well. Uh, and he has done well. 
in the in the last week or so, in the last three or four games, he has done pretty well. Um, but you know, I don't tend to get carried away too much one way or another. Um, take me a wee while to judge uh, the majority of the new signings as well. Uh, oddly enough, Jack Butler, Jack Butler excluded because I just knew he was going to be a cracky keeper for us. But yeah, Ravi Matondo said a great week, a great start to the season, and long may it continue. But he's still got it all to prove. Let's not get too carried away about it. I, I, I'm in, I'm in two minds with Matondo. Um, if this continues and he stays, then yeah, brilliant. Um, could be the answer. Um, but the the reality side of my brain is saying. He's put himself in the shot window and he'll get a move now, hopefully. Um, because what we've seen and, and if people are screaming going, guess what you're talking about? Like just 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 take a step back. Just take a step back and just remember what he gave us all year last year, which was very little. And um can we get better value for money than we're currently getting? Of course we can. He's he's one of the highest paid players at Rangers. He costs three million good. He's um I will not be sad to see him go if he does go. Um, I actually think it would be quite smart management for Michael Bale to put him in the short window. He's got to go in the Champions League and he might get a move off the back yet. And the flip side, if he stays and he continues his winner form, why the hell would, why the fuck would I be sad? Of course I'd be happy with that. You, you've got a, a, a player finally performing in a Rangers shirt who he's got all the the he's got all the 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 abilities to to um, to be an exciting player. So of course I won't be. Disappointed if Ravi Matondo continues this run of form and is a consistent player, um, but look, I just, I just don't think he's got it in him. But for that consistency, uh, I think it's flashes, and we need, we need more than flashes. But look, let's see, let's see. He's, he's, he's given himself a bit of a platform. He's earned the jersey. He certainly should be starting against Ross County. So, so let's see, let's see. Um, and uh, this might surprise you, uh, Kenny. Um, John Lundstrom um, thought he'd done. Well, I was going to say I thought he'd done okay. I thought that's his best performance in 18 months. And I'm genuinely no kidding on. I am genuinely no kidding on. That's his best performance in about 18 months in the Rangers shot. Yeah, it's a game that suits him, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. Yeah, I mean, you're uh, in a game where the, the other team are going to have the ball more. Yeah, it's, it's exactly where he... he credit, he, credit where credit's due. Though. Like, I've called him out many times and when he has a good performance, there's no point, you know, hiding away from it. I, I, I generally thought it was brilliant when he came on. Oh, it was excellent when he came on. Um, but I've said that to you before that there's there's a place for him in that squad because he is versatile and because I know you wouldn't but <laughs> there is a place for him in that squad under Michael Beale because it, it allows Michael Beale even during in, you know during games in game if you like he can go to three at the back there which um, you might not like this but I, I think he'll start over an Eindhoven and I think it'll be him over Jack um, because well, I wouldn't have any gripes about that I would actually start both of them, to be honest. He might, he might start both of them. That's what I'm saying. It might be Cifuentes that drops out, but um, purely on the basis that he'll be able to go to three or five at the back, whatever way you want to call it, depending mm. on how the game's gone. So, uh, yeah, fair play to John Lundstrom. I thought he was a, a genuinely exceptional when he came on. He didn't put a foot wrong, I didn't think. No, again, I agree. Um, Eddie, um, fair play to Chris for actually being man enough to, to, to come out and say that, yeah? Yeah, I'm quite surprised. It's uh, you've shown a lot of growth there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you want to have any? Yeah, I know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, Eddie, do you want to pass comment on any of the individual performances? Um, no, I use it pretty much nailed the, the good performances. Uh, I agree with you. Both Goldson had a, a brilliant game. Um, Cantwell 
he just the, the lads and he, I, I know that's why I've, I've decided to bring him up Campbell he's just unreal um, even in games where we don't have a lot of the ball when we do have it almost all the positive stuff starts with him um, and I think since the Kilmarnock game he's kind of proven every game since then that he really has to be the first name on the team sheet every single week yeah yep um he he's my unofficial Rangers captain. Um, he's it, just he's just phenomenal. He he has the heartbeat of that Rangers team, um, and I, I I genuinely can't do justice to how much I admire the boy. Um, just an absolute privilege to see him play for for my football football club. Um, and you know I, I'm a bit of a realist when it comes to this now. Certainly in today's um, football and climate. I, I know I'm not going to see him play for Rangers for two or three years, and I'm just going to enjoy every moment of him. Uh, and I genuinely do enjoy every moment of him, even even the 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 rash side to his game. Love it, absolutely love it. Um, and by the way, I'll, I'll also add, even his off the field stuff, I absolutely love it. See see if you see see if you've got a problem with that, and you're a Rangers fan. I mean, come on, come on. Um, so uh, that 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 kind of sums up the the PSV game so we're looking ahead now to Saturday at Ross County um 12 kickoff live in sky up at Dingwall um Eddie uh, as we say Matondo surely has to keep his shirt but um other than that are we looking at a few players being rested with an eye on Eindhoven or are you going full pelt um full strength team that that's available to us and get the three points and back down the road because that's where I'm at um, I really, really do not want players to be rested for this game. But Michael Beale has form for it. He, he, he done it. He done it against uh, Livingston, uh, where he rested a few players with an eye on Servette. So there's every chance he'll do it here again. Needs to be full team um, out from the start for me. Get that tie wrapped up early, then make some subs. I don't think at this stage in the season with the performances we've seen we can afford to be resting players these players need to be playing together so they can gel they can gel they can see how each other thinks how they work on the football field and work out where those little runs are going to be that only comes from playing together and understanding each other's game it's it's too early and it's too important a stage in the season for for rotation for me we need that first team out there Kenny Ross County I think they're the second highest Goal scorers uh, so far this season, and yeah, I get we're only three games in, um, two three games in, but um, the, the the facts are the facts. Uh, Malky McKay's actually come out and said that he wants to be more a wee bit more expansive because he feels as if he can pick up more points, certainly in in the in the, the games against the lower teams or other teams in and around them. Um, and he he's he's also pretty much come out and said after the Celtic game, their three hits. So let's have a go. I mean, what's the point sitting in? And he certainly showed that by, and, and he got his rewards. Um, it, well, not not from a, a um, points point of view, but certainly from a goals point of view. Getting two goals at Parkhead, no mean feat. Let's be honest, especially for a team like Ross County. So I suppose what I'm saying in a roundabout way here, Kenny, is I think this game's going to suit us to an absolute T. I think it will be a bit of a, back, a basketball game again. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I genuinely think it's going to be four, five, two Rangers because this, um, that this is the games that suit us the most when teams just come and they're open and we can play all our football. Um, I fully expect it to be a highly entertaining, high goal scoring game. So of course we're going to review Rangers one, Ross County nil next week, aren't we? Uh, who, listen, who knows? But um, I, I think he will make a few changes. I don't know how many he'll make, but I think he'll make a few. Uh, but I also tend to agree with you. I think it will be a uh, one of those games that 
uh, will be quite open. It normally is up there, isn't it, anyway? Yeah. But, uh, you know, if he's... I hadn't heard him say that. So if he's saying that uh, games against Rangers and Celtic are going to be free hits, then I would take him at his word because he's quite an attack-minded uh, manager anyway. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the game. I would I would expect Danilo and uh, Sam Lammers to come in up front. No, I don't think... Seymour Dessers perhaps will play because I think they'll both come in next week again. Um, but I think Matondo will start. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the front three. But um, other than that, I don't know if... I'm not sure about the midfield, but the, the back four picks itself, really. So, there'll not be that many uh, changes, to be honest, Chris. But I think there'll be a couple up front because you'll want them... They'll, they'll have to do a power of running. Uh, next uh, Wednesday, isn't it? So for for that reason alone, you'll give them uh, a rest. I'd put it that way. I mean, there's a certain um, niche argument uh, that is now becoming a more and more common argument, and it's around James Tavernier. Um And I, I don't want to get into this tonight, but on the basis of the Ross County game, I think that's the ideal game to take him out of the team and put Sterling in. Tav has shown more and more that 90 minutes is a big ask and, and, and he's legs. never mind 180 minutes over three, four days um, and a rest prior to Eindhoven with the John Sterling taking his place would not be surprised at all to see that Kenny, I don't know if, if you're on board with that line of thinking but I think a rest would do James Tavernier the world a good. Now, I know people saying, fuck's sake, it's only the fourth or fifth game of the season uh, look, we are where we are, we've got Asian fullbacks and they're, they're, they're not they're not up to what they could do physically two or three years ago I mean, they now need to be managed it's as simple as that and if you're not going to manage them if you're going to treat them as if they're you know 28 uh, 27 28 year olds at the peak of their powers if that's how you're going to treat them you're, you're going to get well you're going to get what you deserve aren't you yeah well look I've got a really bad habit of overthinking things sometimes right and here this is something that occurred to me uh, having watched uh, the boy Sterling last week and his comments, you know, when he first signed and how he was uh, a defensive uh, fullback. He didn't really play centre-half. He's seen himself as a, a right-back that can play left-back and things like that. Um, and then you like, you think of the, the comments from Michael Beale about how our fullbacks being uh, our width is going to be vital to us. Well, Going by the crossing ability that he showed on Saturday, Sterling, I'm kind of struggling to see why we signed a defensive fullback for right back when we need an attacking fullback to cover for Tav. Um, I, I don't really get it. I'm, I'm actually that's the one signing at the minute that I'm looking at giving it. I'm not really getting that. I, I don't really understand it. Um, purely on that basis that we've got no width whatsoever and we've got a right-back that's covered that doesn't really want to go forward. So I'm confused by that. So I don't see him playing at all very often, to be honest, unless he's got this uh, notion that he's going to teach him to play uh, in the right-hand side of a back three or something like that, Chris. That's all I can see, um, to be honest. I I genuinely uh, don't don't want to be hard on the boy because I I don't think he had a particularly bad game or a good game last week, but it it was a kind of meh, non-plus kind of performance and he didn't offer very much going forward so I don't think he'll play for us very often at right back, no. 
he's that's that's the that's the problem, man. It's his position um, and who's in front of him. I don't think it matters who we signed at right back yet. Yeah, I think Tav was obviously going to play the majority of the games this year anyway. So I suppose you could say we've got decent cover there in case anything happens to Tav. But as you say, they're completely different players. So if Tav, if something major was to happen to Tavernier, um, Sterling's not going to be a light for light replacement. Um, not that anybody is, because obviously you're taking quite a lot of goals and assists at the, at the team there. But James Tavernier is becoming more and more of a conversation each passing week at the moment. I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's just form. I don't know if it's a fitness issue. But um, look, everybody's written off Tav. Everyone in this podcast has written off Tav at one point or another, and he bounces back. Um, so let's just hope that that, that continues to happen, because we, we're going to need him especially next uh, midweek against PSV. Not so much against Ross County, that's where my thinking is. Uh, I don't think we need them that much against Ross County, so I, I'm happy to keep them in storage um, for Ross County. But we'll see what Beal does. Um, Beal's one of those managers, Eddie, I don't know if you agree with us or not, but it's fucking really hard to second guess. And um, sometimes that's good, sometimes that's no good. And, and for, for, for me, the vast majority of the time, it's no good because it just comes up with these surprising selections and you're just baffled by it. And that needs to calm down a wee bit because it's still, it's continuing to happen. And and that's why I'll never, you know, sit in a podcast and try and second guess the guy because he is a bit of a maverick in that sense. Aye, he's, um, he's got a bit of the peps about him where he kind of, he just overthinks things at times and uh, makes some just random decisions. But, um, Hopefully he has the success of Pep with those decisions going forward. You know, you saying we're going to win the treble? Um, it's a bold <laughs> no, I, I listened to a podcast the other day. Well, I didn't listen to the podcast. I listened to a clip the other day where they claimed that that wasn't really a treble, though, because it didn't include the <laughs> I did hear that. Yeah, that was funny. Right, okay. Uh, I've heard that myself, but aye, bizarre. Uh, nothing surprises me in this uh, side of the, uh, of the city. But um, look, that, that kind of covers the, the, the two games, obviously, the PSV and the upcoming Ross County game. We will be back next week to um, review the Ross County game, preview the PSV game. And then we, of course, will be reviewing the PSV game um, and previewing the upcoming Old Firm game, which is um, right on the horizon and it's it's looking good. It's looking good as things stand. Uh, they 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 are they are fucked at the moment, and let's hope that continues. But look, a lot can happen in a week. By the time that we play them, the window will be shut. They could have new players. We could have new players. They could have lost a few. We could have lost a few. So let's not count our chickens just yet um, and take it. Um, each game as it comes, hate that cliche, I absolutely hate it, um, but there you go, I've just used it. Um, so, all that remains me to do is a couple of things, a couple of housekeeping things. So, Eddie, we've got Pie Sport um, sponsoring the podcast um, for the start of this season. Um, we've got a 10% off um, code, it's SAT at free um so that's sat the at symbol and then the number three put that in to the checkout at the code and you'll get a 10 percent discount on any order that you make on pie sport we're also doing pie of the week obviously nominations were in at the start of the week with andrew and tom um so get your nominations for who you think pie of the week is um for next week's pod 
and we will read out the best ones and we will pick who we think is pie of the week and because it's end of the month next week um we will then pick pie of the month now to win pie of the month you have to have one pie of the week so you can get the rules there and if you win pie of the month you will get a free box um of pies um sent to you we will we'll get that sent to you um it's piesports.com they deliver nationwide on uk mainland um so in terms of the islands and stuff i don't think they're quite there yet but certainly from top to bottom of the uk which is scotland um england and wales i don't don't really need to say that i suppose you know that but um just to be absolutely clear um eddie uh you have built this relationship with pie sports so you're the kind of official pie spokesman um You've tried the pies yourself. I've also tried the pies myself previously. I, I think they're, they're actually fantastic. Um, so it's a good wee offer there, sat at free. And if you want to let the, the listeners know how they can enter pie of the week. Yeah, so um, just to back up what you said, the pies are fantastic. Um, I, I really enjoyed them. I'm actually I'm travelling up to Inverness at the weekend and I've already put in an order to get delivered up to Inverness for me arriving. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And yes, you can nominate your pie of the week by either contacting us on Twitter um, at sat at three pod, or you can send us an email to contact at Saturday at three dot co dot uk. All letters, no no numbers. I'm going to abuse my power here, um, and I am actually going to nominate a pie of the week, um, or maybe maybe actually I'll I'll, I'll uh, rephrase it. I'll give you a hint for a step and who you should be nominating as Pie of the Week. And you absolutely should be nominating this this absolute, well, Pie. Um, Eddie, Kenny, don't know if you've seen it, but there's a there's a Twitter account um, and it's called SPFL Media. Now, it's some wee virgin that sits in his mum's house uh, using her Talk Talk broadband. Um, and he basically looks at all the, the media coverage of the Scottish Professional Football League. Um, I mean, some people might think that's quite a noble thing. Uh, cool. Um, and he he he's got an opinion in all things Scottish football. He was doing it tonight, you know. Yeah, well done, Hearts. Well done, Hearts. You've done well. You know, you you could beat two one, but you you know, oh, what a result for Aberdeen, two two, fucking brilliant. Um, yeah. So he's he's very proud of 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 Scottish football. However, like all things, we 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 we. we idiots like this and and this is you, you can say it's quite strong industrial lammies that i'm using but do you know what he absolutely deserves it we all things with people like this they they try and show a, a good side to their maybe personality that they're doing a good thing look at me i'm looking out for scottish football look at me i'm proud to be a scottish football fan look at me i'm i just want the best for scottish football but yeah I'm not having Rangers. And who's the easiest target you can, you know, lay into that currently plays for Rangers? Of course. Of course. It's 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 Todd Cantwell, isn't it? And um Kenny Eddie, as I said, SBFL Media Watch said that Todd Cantwell isn't a Champions League quality player. He said that and after what was it, thirty minutes against PSV? He then logged off because uh, he said that that was enough for him um, tonight. And coincidentally, he logged off after Rangers went in one 0 up against PSV. So you y- you get so many of these fucking idiotic accounts um, who try and be holier than now. Uh, oh, I'm a big massive Scottish football fan. 
and as long as it's going to do with Rangers, as long as that wee weirdo TikToker football that plays for Rangers isn't going to ruffle my feathers, it quite frankly is pathetic. So I think, listeners, you should definitely get that in as part of the week and you should give me the best examples of as to why his life is so sad and miserable. And then, you know, yeah. I think I think that's a, I think that's a good a, a good a good starting point. Did did any of you guys see that? I did, yes. I, I, listen, I, I, again, it's I, I, Twitter's the, the worst place on earth for wee cocks like that. Do you know what I mean? It's the only way I can describe describe these wee guys. There's there's thousands of them that are so full of their own self importance. They get some followers and quite clearly a rabid horrible Celtic fan that we'll probably claim he isn't but it's quite clear he is um, I, I, just don't, I just don't understand boys like that you, best say nothing with stuff like that you know what I mean you don't need to sit and have a dig unless you're just trying to go for the clicks you know and um, yeah well he's got a lot to learn that's all I'll say just no that's what I'm saying it's just these guys are best ignored and blocked Chris Although, is, is Mr. Must not take the block button away? Is that what he's doing? Is that the next thing he's going to do? Uh, he's trying. He's Aye, trying. an utter fud of a man, honestly. Um, Eddie, um, I know we're off on a major tangent here, but it really did annoy me. And it, I, I probably that's on me that I've allowed that to annoy me. But you know what? I would have more respect for those people um, when it comes to the Todd Cantwell. See if they just said, he's a wee oddball weirdo. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what, what other words could you use for Cantwell? They're, they're not actually that wrong, right? I can I can understand where they're coming from for that. Um, he's a bit out there. He's you know that TikTok push, that kind of odd weird behaviour. We had it in Ryan Kent. Uh, we're used to um, maverick players like that. So see if they just came out and said that that that's why they don't like the boy. I'd actually have a hell of a lot more respect. I would at least understand it. But see this narrative that he's a shite football player. It just shows you that. They're, they're scared of him, um, and that's why it annoys me because it's based it's based on a lie because they can't face the truth that have allowed we Todd Cantwell to annoy them and get under their skin. So first off, I'll just um, point out the views expressed in this segment part here are not the views of the sponsor, um, very much limited to the podcasters. For me, I, I'm not bothered. Like I, I did see the post that he put it up, but it, it doesn't bother me. I know Todd Campbell is a fantastic player and all he's done by putting that post up is made himself look silly. The only person that affects is him. Uh, if that's how he wants to go, or if that's how people want to go about their life, saying that players are rubbish just for the sake of saying it because of who they play for, then more power to them if that's the enjoyment they get out of football. Um, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it and I'm certainly sure Todd Campbell won't lose any sleep over it. I hope Todd Cantwell has a fantastic sleep tonight, to be honest with you. I hope he just goes straight to bed and nods off straight away. He gets his full eight hours, full ready to go, um, and training tomorrow. I really do. I really hope that. But anyway, um, all that's left me to do is um, obviously thank the listeners. Uh, we're on social media. We're on um, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That's where you'll find the podcast. So please like, subscribe, or follow on any of those. That'd be great. We're also on Twitter, um, or X, if you want to call it that. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and, of course, we're on TikTok. Um, So, again, if you could follow, like, or subscribe on any of those, that would be tremendous. Um, And, as always, your support is very much appreciated. 
and is never taken for granted. So thank you very much for that. Um, finally, I would like to thank, first of all, Eddie. Eddie, thank you very much, mate. No, thanks for having us on again. No, it's a pleasure. And of course, Kenny. Kenny, thank you very much, mate. Not at all. Thanks, Chris. Enjoyed that. Yep, absolutely. And uh, once again, thank you to the listeners. We will be back next week, uh, obviously looking back on the weekend's action against Ross County, looking forward to the PSV game. We will then obviously be looking back on the PSV game. And of course, then we will be looking back on, uh, sorry, looking forward to the Celtic game at Ibrox and hopefully have a wee transfer roundup. So let's hope that at least two players have arrived in the building by then. So join us then and thank you very much.